This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. Your crime shit. What up? Oh, I always do that. I don't know why, but whatever. <laughs> That's a weird response to what up. I feel like when you say what up, you remember the old commercials that were like, what's up? Oh, yeah. What were those, like seven up commercials or something? Yes. And that's all that I think about when you do that. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. I miss him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this week... I decided to not do an unsolved case. What? <laughs> I know I did it. Um, I was I was over here like, okay, I feel like the people have spoken. Maybe sprinkle them in here and there. Try to do some solved ones. You can do this. You can do this. You've got it. We believe in you. <laughs> I did get it. I don't think it's super well known either, but it well, is. Um, I'm intrigued. I mean, you might know it. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know it. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I felt like it's just time. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm just waiting. Now I'm just waiting. The Lion like, King. Okay, I was gonna say, isn't that when they start bringing up little Simba? <laughs> it's just time. Little Simba. No, it's like towards the end when Simba needs to go back to save the pride. Oh, okay. I know my Disney shit. So I know you do. I love Disney movies, but it's been a really long time since I've watched like old Disney movies. We had, we had a trivia night the other night at my house. And so we had one round of like normal trivia. Mm-hmm. And then the second round, I got really, really bored because the boys took over and like changed it to sports trivia. Ew. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, this, I know, like, I, I like love watching sports, sports, but I, I, I absolutely love sports. Um, right. Yeah. I like watching sports, but I don't know random trivia facts about players from the seventies and basketball. Like, I don't know. I also don't know all of the players' <laughs> names and all of these teams anymore. Right. So I <laughs> so. sat and I sat and I waited for them to get done with their stupid sports trivia. And then I said, okay, I'm taking over now. And I changed it to Disney trivia and they got all, they all got really like, oh no, this isn't fair. Like you're going to beat us. So then they were like trying to make it to where I had to, when the question popped up on the TV, cause we were just playing it like on YouTube videos of trivia questions. So when the question would pop up on the TV, it gives you like seven san- seconds to answer. And they were like, well, you can't answer for five seconds until it's been five seconds. You oh can't my answer. gosh. So Aiden and Gunner and Harlow love doing those too. Of course, Harlow can't answer them, but right. um, I'll sit in here with them sometimes and they'll do like guess that song or guess like guess the name of the song or guess the artist or whatever and Aiden does the same thing because it'll be like throwback songs and I'll be like demolishing them and right. they get so they get so upset. you can't answer for three seconds if we can't get it in three seconds then then you can answer like, <laughs> like I'm sorry that's not how that works no that that's not a, no I'm sorry you better brush up on your music and your Disney shit kiddos because mm. I'm about to whoop that ass 
bitch. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, get into it then. Okay. I'm, in- I'm intrigued. I- I'm wondering who this is. Do I know them? I don't know. Let's well, see. I'm actually just going to go ahead and start with oh, who it is. You're not even going to tell me. Okay. It, his name is John. J- yeah. I thought you were going to say John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. No. I was like, his name is my name too. <laughs> it is not John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. It is John Jobert. Jobert, he's French. No, he was actually from Lawrence, Massachusetts. That is not France. <laughs> I'm going to well, go out on a limb and say that he's of French descent. He was he was born on July 2nd, 1963 in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Okay. He was the oldest of two kids. His sister Jane um actually later becomes a police officer. Oh. Which did she is, catch him? <laughs> she, she did not. Uh that would be awkward as fuck. I'm just gonna uh, say that that would be super awkward. Right? <laughs> um I just found it really interesting that she became a police officer after and then he's like the opposite. He becomes a serial killer. <laughs> he's the opposite of a police officer. <laughs> is that, okay. Is that the opposite of a police officer? Maybe. So he was ridiculously smart. Like he was reading at the age of three. And then at the age of five, his IQ IQ was tested and it was 123. Wait, 123? For a five-year-old. Like, do they test them with the same test the adults get? (laughs) I don't know how they test kids IQ. Is it shapes and colors or is it, they're like, they're like, whoa, he really knows his colors or was (laughs) it like fucking algebra? (laughs) I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's uh, impressive for a five-year-old. So his family like managed a restaurant, like a family owned restaurant. And John was even an altar boy at the church. Um, He did have a best friend that I read a little bit about. His name was Brian Labreck. And him and his friend like constantly got bullied for being like the smallest kids in their classes. So that's how they ended up becoming like really good friends. So it seemed like he was just a little kid growing up in a good household getting bullied by Um, some assholes rude well at the age of six though john started showing like kind of some weird signs to his parents okay um so like he would like he'd act out he'd he'd misbehave um and he'd lie about it but it wasn't like your typical acting out stuff okay I was like I was like okay six-year-olds act out sometimes that's happens right it was more like hiding things in in places like inappropriate things in places and wouldn't fess up to it or drawing awful things um like hurting people and draw say what do you mean by inappropriate things what is he hiding that's inappropriate knives and screwdrivers okay so yeah Um, that's very inappropriate for a six-year-old to be right hiding Um, the knives so of course like he went to a therapist okay good um, start good plan and he even stated later on like after everything happens you know that I'll get to Mm -hmm. um, that he started as early at the age of six about fantasizing 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 about killing his own babysitter oh my god 
So she lived across the street and he described to his psychiatrist as an adult. Oh, that, I thought you were um, going to say as a six-year-old, like telling the psychiatrist that. And I was like, holy shit. No, as an adult later on, like he describes to his psychiatrist that um, she was just somebody to kill. Like that's, there was no reason as to why he wanted to kill her. He just decided that that was it. Well, later throughout his years, um, like when he gets older, he also admits that he starts to turn to wanting to kill strangers too. Like just random problematic, people. Yeah, it is. So it all started out at a young age. And I guess the reasoning as to why it, it started, he, so he started going to a, this psychiatrist at the age of six. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was trying to, you know, understand like why he's acting the way he's acting. And it, he finally later goes about saying to his therapist that he thinks he saw his father choking his mother which he was around four years old when that happened and that it traumatized him, but it also intrigued him. So that scared the therapist. <laughs> yeah, I should say so. So the therapist told his mother, of course, his mother denied it. She's like, oh, he never hurt me, but they bickered a lot. Okay. I mean, so, are you? So then the therapist, I guess, stated like that she believed that the fantasies were like a way of for him to escape and forget episodes of family family violence and arguments. So he would use this as a reason later on that under any sort of stress, okay, he would fantasize about his victims. Okay. Yeah. That Um, doesn't, that, that, that doesn't add up. I know people's parents argue all the time and they don't become a serial killer about it. I freaking know. (laughs) (laughs) So John's parents did end up getting a divorce um, when he was eight years old. Okay. So he moved with his mother and his sister to Portland when he was 11. Portland, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> did you hear that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Massachusetts. There's a T in there. <laughs> well, John would get upset because his mother wouldn't give him like traveling money to go see his dad. So he would ride his bike all the way to Lawrence to visit How his dad. How far was that? How far is Portland from Lawrence? You would ask me that. <laughs> well, I thought you knew because you're like, he would ride all the way to Lawrence. Now you can ask me. Ask me that again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Go on. Okay. okay. Um, so how far was Portland from Lawrence? It was an hour and a half in a car ride. Oh, and he would ride his bike. He ride his bike. So I'd imagine that would probably be like, what, three hours, maybe? Uh, maybe. And he's like a little, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. So his mother wouldn't like notice that he was gone? She refused. She would, well, I don't know. She just refused to give him money. He, she worked a lot too because she was a single mom. Well, that's really so, sad. So he would just like fucking leave and ride his bike three hours to go see his dad and nobody mm-hmm. even knew. He felt very abused by his mother is what he said. So like she would punish him and she didn't approve of his friends and <laughs> of his friends, the one friend that he bonded with it, because they got bullied together. Um, he just ended up becoming more of like a loner. So when he was 12 years old, he decided uh, he wanted to start delivering newspapers so that he could make some extra money so that, you know, maybe he could catch a bus to see um, his dad I, was say, I mean he's got <laughs> the endurance to deliver papers on his bike we know this 
He does. <laughs> Something he could do. So he did. He he got a job delivering newspapers and he actually kept this job until he was 17. Oh, damn. Okay. And with that money and other summer jobs, he had paid his entire tuition at an all-boy Catholic secondary high school because what? his mother couldn't afford it by herself. Okay. Yeah. And he was great in school. Like he played the trumpet, he took honors classes, and he even did track. But even though he excelled, he was still constantly bullied because he was smaller. Kids suck. Um, eventually, you know, getting bullied leads to, you know, a, just a ton of rage, bun- like just bundled up. Right rage that you've held in for so long which I understand I mean that's this is an awful example but it's true look at all these school shootings that continue to happen yeah 90% of them are kids that are bullied or feel different or whatever no it's not an excuse by all means but I mean it really can absolutely not but it can affect you so at 4.05 p.m. on December 12th, 1979, six-year-old Sarah Canty dropped a football outside her house. When she bent down to pick it up, a man on a green 10-speed bike rode behind her and stabbed her in the back <gasps> with a screwdriver. What the fuck? And then rode away. I'm sorry. Yes, you have rage because you were bullied. That fucking six-year-old girl didn't do anything to you. So Sarah ran inside, crying. Obviously. Upset. And underneath her jacket, shirt, and even her undershirt was a quarter-inch puncture wound. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't long before John would get another taste of violence. Is she okay? Is Sarah okay? She's okay. She's okay. okay. What the fuck, bruh? (laughs) So six weeks after this incident, on January 24th, 1980, Vicki Goff, a 27-year-old, was walking on Deering Avenue at 7.15 in the evening. So she was going to her creative writing class at the University of Southern Maine, and a young man walked up by her. She said hi to him. He quickly grabbed her mouth with with his hand. And Vicky stated she felt like she was punched in the gut. She fell down. And when she stood back up, she yelled at him and said, why'd you do that? And the man ran away. It was just a few moments later that she realized she had been stabbed with a knife and had to be rushed to the hospital to have surgery for a punctured kidney. Oh my God. Okay. I do not buy any of this guy's lame excuses. I'm sorry that you were bullied and you think your childhood was tough, but that does not excuse this I fucking know you cannot use this defense oh I was bullied so keep in mind he's like still a teenager he's not even a grown-ass man right and he's fucking a genius he's got a high IQ he knows right from wrong oh yeah he he knows what you should and shouldn't do and he's a psychopath is what he is right Mm. so his violence keeps escalating so two months after Vicky's incident on March 24th a third grader Oh, God was walking on the same street, and John came in with his ten-speed bike. Him and that and he damn asked, bike. I fucking know. He asked the boy to come closer. Michael Whittem, who was nine years old, asked him who he was, and he only looked away for a split second when John took an exacto knife and slashed his throat. <gasps> oh, 
Sweet he baby. ran home bleeding. Oh my God, poor baby. And it took 12 stitches to close his two inch deep wound. He's still alive. What the hell is wrong with this guy? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he panicked and rode off. Well, Somebody needs to out. slash his fucking tires or something. Uh, put him out of commission. Fucking, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> well, news went out about the attacks and kids were told to not walk home alone. And in fact, Michael's parents even put out a reward for any information on who slit their child's throat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Surprisingly, the attack stopped for a while after that. Yeah, because he's not a dumbass. He knows better than this. Exactly. Well, also, John ended up graduating from high school in 1981, which was, you know, only a few months later mm -hmm. and going to a small military college in Northfield, Vermont. So he moved. Okay. And started assaulting small children there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> in fact, we'll get there in just a second. So <laughs> he ended up he ended up getting 10 credits and couldn't find work. So he enlisted in the Air Force. Now he's packed up, ready to go. And the same month that he enlisted, the body of Richard Stetson was found near Turkey's Bridge. Mm -hmm. So Richard who was 11 years old, Aww. had told his parents he was going to go jogging. It was 7.45 at night, and his dad actually told him not to be gone long or go far. That was the last thing he said to his son. Witnesses would now see Stetson running around the cove's jogging path and a young man riding a 10-speed bike beside him. <sighs> the next morning... Richard's bloody body would be found in a patch of grass just outside of the cove where he was running. He was strangled and stabbed once in the chest. Mm. There were slashes on his right calf and a bite mark. A bite mark? Why, though? A bite mark. I don't know. But here's the crazy thing about this. Another man named Joseph Anderson, who was 24 at the time, Mm -hmm. was indicted on a charge of murdering Stetson. But then he was released because the bite mark on his leg didn't match his teeth. Right. So police officers actually thought they caught the man and picked up this poor innocent guy who was getting arrested for a murder that he didn't do. And the only thing that saved him was the fact that the bite mark didn't match. Like, what? why did they think it was this guy what evidence did they have were they, they just like didn't, oh this is a youngish guy that owns a bike well, witness well exactly that's basically why witnesses the only witnesses saw was that there was somebody riding a 10-speed bike so they just looked around to find somebody that had a 10-speed bike and poor old joseph anderson yeah it was so luckily for him he did get out but by this time john was gone and in the air force Ugh. So his Air Force base was in Nebraska, and he wasn't there very long before he started getting an itch. Um, he would um, wander off outside of the base to see, you know, what was out there. Um, so he started setting an alarm for 630 in the morning so that he could find another victim because, you know, school's starting. There's also a paper route. There's all these things that he could easily find mm -hmm. his own prey. So but I don't understand why he's preying on young kids because he was bullied. Now he has to bully other kids. And by bully, I mean 
stab them because that is not the same. I totally agree. So Danny Joe Eberly, who was 13 years old, was delivering newspapers in Bellevue, Nebraska. Now, Bellevue is where John was stationed. Okay. He vanished the morning of September 18th, 1983. So his bike and the newspapers were found inside a gate at the fourth house on his route. So he wasn't very far into his route. Yeah, like he had just started. And unfortunately, Eberly would not be found for an additional three days. So on September 21st was when searchers pulled his body from roadside weeds. Oh. He was partially stripped. He had been stabbed repeatedly Mm. and dumped where he was found. Again, bite marks were also on the body. The fuck is this dude's problem? I know. Like, calm down, Ted Bundy. Jesus. And his, oh, fuck yeah, right? <laughs> and his ankles were also bound before he died. Mm. So, so sad. Um, when they did an autopsy on him, he had been stabbed 11 times. Oh my gosh. I know. So this will be his second, it, it would be his second victim, but in a new state. Second actual his second victim. murder victim, not his second yes. like assault. Murder victim, yes. So on December 2nd, in the same exact year, so just a few months later, another 12-year-old boy, Christopher Walden, disappears on his way to school. Hmm. His body was also found stabbed repeatedly and found three days later. So it's starting to become a pattern for him. Right. His corpse was found by pheasant hunters oh. and it was hidden. It was hidden like in a grove tree right outside of town, which was right outside of the base. In a tree grove? Tree grove? Grove? In a grove by trees? I don't know. You said in a grove tree, tree. And I'm like, what's a grove tree? I don't know what that kind of tree is. <laughs> in a grove of trees. There you go. <laughs> Did you not? Did I not say of? No, you just said in a grove tree. Grove of trees. I was like, I know oak, I know cedar. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know no, grove. Grove of trees. Grove okay. of trees. So January 11th, 1984, John got a little brave. Like Because he brave. wasn't brave before? Like he's well, snatching he tried- kids up or stabbing them on the go. He tried to attack a church nursery school, like teacher, like at church. Um, no, she was like leaving. Oh, okay, and I was like, yeah, that's brave if you're in church and everybody sees you. Well, it was because he had been driving back and forth, and this nursery school teacher was like, "Well, this seems sketch." So she wrote down his license plate. Okay, and he. And he saw her writing down his license plate. Oh, whatever. Maybe if you stopped driving back and forth, you wouldn't have seen that. Thank you. Well, (laughs) he threatened to kill her. Like he came up, tried to threaten to kill her. And she screamed like the badass she is, um, ran and got away. And also told him that like, as she's screaming, she said that she had already contacted the police. Oh, shit. So she. She's like, they already have your license plate number, bitch. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Try something. Well, she did. She wasn't lying. She gave the police department a statement about this very sketch man driving back and forth 
like watching little kids and all this stuff and it creeped her out and creepy yeah so the police were gonna go and just question him about it like no big deal no big deal just gonna walk up and be like hey hey bro like why you why you i mean they creeping around these little kids exactly they wanted to follow up because of you know the couple of murders that had happened not too far from him right so they found him at the base and here is the craziest part about it he confessed to the killing of the two nebraska boys he literally thought that they were coming at, coming after him for that <laughs> he was like you got me i did it and they're like what the fuck are you talking Bas- about that's basically exactly how it happened awesome so- cool he not so smart anymore now are you (laughs) i it just floors me anywho he confessed he actually later states that he was so glad that the police caught him or he would have killed again just don't fucking do it just don't do it but they didn't catch you (laughs) you you gave yourself away (laughs) right exactly you they didn't catch you you literally were just like yes i did this and they're like what the hell are you talking about but also (laughs) Just don't do it. You're smart enough to know that it's wrong. And oh, I don't, if they don't stop me, I'm going to do it again. If you know it's wrong and you know you're mm-hmm. going to do it again, turn yourself in somewhere. Just be like, hello, I am not okay in the head and feel like I'm going to murder some kids if you don't, you know, take me in oh, for a little yeah. bit. Well, basically um, he confesses and he tells the police like, like he proves it because they were just like, oh, are you, I don't know. So they were going to like, let him go. And he actually was like, no, if you let me go, I'm going to kill again. Wait, they were going to let him go. They were going to let him go. They were going to like, I killed these two kids. And they're like, it's fine. Run, go along. Well, because when they first came up, they were like, okay, you were loitering. You were kind of being a little sketch and stuff. And he was like, listen, I'm going to need you to arrest me because if you let me go, then I'm going to kill somebody else. And then confess to killing the two boys. Wow. So that's, how yeah that's how he ends up doing it so he did go on and state that he had finally found a reason for his killings and blamed his torturous bullying in school what the fuck ever so he took it out on kids those ages because he felt defenseless yeah and when he killed the boys he felt a relief from his own torture but shut the fuck up that was not an explanation for your killings the explanation is that you're a fucking psycho and you prey on young boys mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. of story or young kids in general yeah exactly well he does try to um if that plead. was the case why the fuck did you just drive by and stab a six-year-old girl because a six-year-old girl wasn't bullying you like if that's oh, your whole defense oh they were bullied i was bullied at this age so i'm gonna take it out on kids this age no bullshit Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i mean i i think he's a fucking tool bag so fucking plonker okay (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my new favorite insults it's british oh did you get it off ghost no which i love by the way have you been have you been up to date we'll talk we'll talk about it later but no i didn't get from that i got it from somebody on facebook that had commented on something that i posted i don't know okay i was like that's the best insult that i'm gonna use from now on they're like isn't it the best well this was his relief this is so he was at peace at with it even though he does later try to plead not guilty um but, but you, then cha- he did change his plea to guilty he did change it because he, he was, was like, like okay. i did it no i didn't do it 
Okay. Well, they tried to play the whole insanity thing and then they were like, oh no, you're crazy. Yes. But you knew what you were doing. So you're not crazy. <laughs> like you're not. No, insanity is not going to work. Nice try. So he was originally sentenced for the two boys that he killed in, in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Because that's what he admitted um, to admitted to. Right. But in 1990, his case was, um, brought up from the Richard Stetson death, the very first kill mm -hmm. that happened. Basically, investigators pulled up the cold case and they checked John's teeth marks to Stetson's. Yeah. And found it to be a match. How about that? Because, because he had bitten one of the other boys from the Nebraska. Right. right. So it kind of prompted them to go back and look at this other case that was technically not in Nebraska, you know, but that had been out there. So they were able to close another cold case because of this. So that was nice. But uh, he was sentenced to death on July 17th, 1996. And he was executed by the electric chair. Oh, so wow. the, the piece of garbage is no longer with us. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool. But yeah. There's no words for like, I don't, it's, it makes me angry because your defense sucks. And you suck as a human being. It's so crazy. Um, there's so there's a lot to the like actual trial itself. Um, I mean, everybody knows he says that he acted on his like impulses, like when he was back in high school or whatever, when he slashed the boy's throat, when he stabbed the girl, just all these little things. And he legitimately goes and basically says, you know, it was because I was bullied, but I deserve this. Like, don't let me free because I'll do it again. Yeah, no. So he it's not because you're bullied. Doing. Right. No. But you're but it's almost like he's sitting here trying to make you feel sorry for him because yeah. he's like, Oh, I, I know what I did. It was wrong. Please don't let me out. I don't want to do it again. Like I'm, because I'm trying to be bullied. a good person. Yeah, fuck you. You nozzle, you are not, and you <laughs> are a terrible person. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. no, that's annoying. So you went from all the unsolved cases to this dipshit randomly killing I'm children. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Hey, I went to a solved one and he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. There's, you're like, there is so much closure. You cannot tell me there's no closure in this one. <laughs> you're fucking welcome. <laughs> oh, so you know. that, that is the John Jobert case. Jobert. Oh my goodness. That made me think of late lame is what is Jean Valjean. <laughs> like <what> is... <laughs> Yeah. I didn't think about that. So okay. um you know what I didn't do? No. <laughs> so what did the ocean say to the beach? Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you got away from it, didn't you? <laughs> what? Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> <laughs> they're so bad they're awful <laughs> oh man oh lord I'm gonna start I feel like I need to start making t-shirts with your dad jokes probably <laughs> not nobody will wear them <laughs> <laughs> you're right they wouldn't sell <laughs> you would just waste all the money making it hundred <laughs> percent so yeah follow us on all the stuff <laughs> you can find it at serialholicsisters.com there you go. There you go. And we'll we'll uh 
share some photos on the gram all right <laughs> do people say that do people no. call it the gram or am I, I just that old it's uh, you're just old like I think that's it <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> uh, we'll share some on the facey space too yeah there there you go all right well all right should probably um be awkward about it okay well then let's be awkward okay okay bye bye oh shit <laughs> so danny joe eberl i really hope i'm saying it right e-b-e-r-l-e e-b-e-r-l i don't know i don't want to pronounce that wrong you said e-b what e-b-e-r-l-e it's romanian oh i'll speak romanian pronounce names.com <laughs> why does it do that Eberle. oh say that girl <laughs> i'm gonna need i'm gonna need a southern way to say Eberly. Eberly. <laughs> that sounds better Eberly. he said jordan Eberly. <laughs> <laughs> jordan Eberly. <laughs> okay let's